Welcome back to another episode of Corinth in Your Car. We are glad to have you with us today as we wrap up the summer sermon series uh, retold. Um, it's been a really fun one with all nine of the Sunday weeks. school. Nine weeks. Have we ever done a series that's nine weeks long? Uh, this. I don't. Off the top of my head, I don't think so. That's probably. I don't remember one. Yeah, usually, we'd cut it off at eight during the yeah, summer. Seven or eight is generally the yeah. longest we we do. Um, and just with the way that the summer hit, um, you know, we we just extended it. Nine. Yeah. I mean, with with the Sunday school story one, it's it's like easy. different every week. Yeah, it's different like, yeah. different every week, and it's really easy too. Because like, um, spoiler alert: there are more than nine Sunday school stories in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Because you did Sunday school every year, uh, every you know, week, fifty two weeks. Yeah. There's I a mean, lot of them. There's a lot of them. Yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. But it's been a really fun one. Before we get into it, though, let's do a quick check in. Just a few questions for you guys to think through. What has been a delight from this last week? What's been uh, what's been good? Tuesday, my kids were at day camp. They had a blast. Uh, uh, Rosalie ate an otter pop that was as long as her arm. So the big ones, the big popsicles. So, okay. I mean, she's so a normal sized otter pop. No, like I mean, it's a wow foot and a half long. Wow, okay. popsicle. Yeah, Melissa so those, got the big ones. Those nice. are the um the the. the th- They're just frozen sugar water. Okay, yeah, yeah colored those. colored sugar that water. You can cut your lips on. As you open them, yeah. As you open those, it, those plastic. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Okay. They're just I, for some reason I wasn't picturing the yeah. little sleeve popsicles. No, just think normal. I'm trying to remember like, what I called those frozen. See, otter pops. otter pops are. It's a it's new the brand. brand. It's a yeah. new brand though. Like they haven't uh, been around. Yeah. I don't I think, think we just called them freezy. I just pops. called them popsicles. Freezy pops or something yeah. like. That. Yeah, there was another brand uh, growing up. I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, they had a blast, and that day. Um, Sasha got to spend just with Naya, and so that was kind of cool. Just lots of family stuff, and we've enjoyed that this week. Several other things. Playing a Monop- Monopoly deal last night. so That's a good game. Yeah. If you uh, like Monopoly but don't like four hours of commitment. Yep. It's <laughs> nice. So for those who are afraid of commitment, that is the Monopoly <laughs> deal. Uh, I used to play Monopoly with my brothers all the time, and I, specifically with my little brothers, was the jerk that played banker and totally oh, cheated? cheated every single time, um, but because uh, I hate losing. Did you ever yeah. play Monopoly with the uh, debit card version? Mm. No. Uh, yeah, so you didn't like get the actual paper money. It had like a digital bank and those things. It's that's kind of to... fun. No, no, it is not because <laughs> the what is the most fun part about Monopoly is like counting out your money yeah, and people physically seeing and how people much seeing how so, much okay you have. i see yeah and so it just takes all the fun out of that it. makes sense and you don't end up with like a big pile of cash in the middle of the board and so yeah yeah okay. it's the that's lame the, the random rents go in the middle and so if you land on that what free parking is that what it is uh-huh yeah in the other corner you get it so yeah yep have you guys ever played any of the other weird monopolies like Monroeopoly, uh, yeah. Monroeopoly, yeah. no, I'm done. We, uh, we, I had a, I had Spursopoly. So nice. The Boardwalk and Park place, of course, were at that point David Robinson and Tim Duncan. <laughs> right. So you land on them, and uh, you're, you're all set. So yeah. who would be at Baltic Avenue in Spursopoly? Uh, where is Baltic yeah, Avenue? It's, it's like one of the, like, one of the purple ones. One of the purple ones. I think that uh, they didn't do a lot of the player. I'm trying to remember the Dwayne Shinsis. I don't know. They <laughs> they didn't start with players. They started Super with fan. like 
Uh, they, the Coyote was one of them, and that's like the mascot. <laughs> Danny uh, Ferry. They did a couple of the stadiums and stuff like that. Danny Ferry would be a good one. There you go. <laughs> that, that'd be good. Um, but yeah, that one was a fun one. I've seen a lot of uh, Animalopoly was another one that I had when I was younger. Have you guys heard of the um, – I mean, this, is a, this was a real game. I don't know if it's still out there. I'd have to look on Amazon. Um, it was called Go for Broke. So it was the opposite of Monopoly. So you were trying to lose all your money. Okay. Mm. And so what you would end up doing, though, is instead of like, you know, so you land on, you know, chance card or something like that. And so instead of, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, you've got a fine and so you got to pay this. or It would be like, you won the lottery, you know. And so here's like, like no, <laughs> I won the lottery. That's funny. Yeah. So my, I remember my parents playing that whenever I was, I was, I was a kid. So that was yeah. back in the Stone Age. The one time that the winning the lottery is just like, oh. Man, no, the luck that I have. The luck I that I have. I keep winning the lottery. That's funny. So that was that was fun. Yeah, Josh. Anything else that's been fun this week? Tuesday was the highlight. It looks like or nothing else was fun at all. Nothing else. No, we had a, we had a great week, but just yeah, cool. Yeah. Adam, what about you, man? What's been a delight? Um, so week? um, CIY season's still going on, and my my brother Andy gets the chance to um do the uh, morning things yeah. um at different places. And uh, he happened to he happens to be even as we're recording this right now, um, in Cleveland, Tennessee, right now. Okay, at, yeah. At the one last CIY uh, there. Uh huh. And so he had an afternoon, a late afternoon off yesterday, and so we met up and uh, we played golf yesterday afternoon. Nice. That's cool. And uh, so um, it was a uh, brisk ninety-eight degrees. <laughs> UV index of probably, I think, I don't know how high it goes, but it was probably, I think the highest I ever seen on my app is like 11. And so it was probably a, a rough, you know, 94 mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> on the UV index yesterday. Yeah. It, it was a golf cart under the shade as much as you can. Yeah, it was sweltery. Um, Where did you guys meet to play? Up in Calhoun. Calhoun. Yeah. So okay. the way his schedule worked is, he, you know, we were trying to get about as halfway as in between his right. Grade, so, yeah. you know, he had about an hour and 15. I had about a two hour drive. Tons of fun, man. Tons of That's fun. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. He won. You don't have. You didn't have to admit that. Well, he's better than I am at that. Okay, there you go. So I told him next time he should just uh, sabotage. Yeah. Well, I yeah. try. I mean, I did everything really? I could because Andy was. He flew in, so he didn't bring his clubs. Uh huh. And so I borrowed a set of left-handed clubs from. Oh, he plays left-handed. Yeah, he's okay. a lefty, and so he he didn't even have his own clubs or anything like that. So I'd done everything I I could pretty much <laughs> do, but. Uh, yeah, but fun times. What about you, man? Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a good week uh, trying to get things ready for uh, youth group to come back and CLCs to start back up. And um, in the midst of all of that, we are uh, one day into the Creative Arts Academy, uh, which uh, was really fun. And do you feel creative? Excited. I I am not in the slightest bit creative, but the Whatever. team of people who are uh, putting it on are very creative, and the students are coming up with some good stuff. So. Don't, exciting. don't short sell. You're one so, of the more So, okay, I am, I am creative. Uh, every time I hear the word creative, I almost automatically think artsy. And that's not necessarily true, but I'm not artsy. Okay, that's I'm fine. creative. Yeah. 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 Just don't do that false humility thing. Yeah, no, that's don't not that. false humility. I am I'm more creative than, uh, than you. And I'm better at disc golf, but you're better at uh, ball golf. <laughs> or otherwise known as golf. Because you've, you've broken 100, right? Yeah, I yeah, am not. Yesterday. Yeah, no, never, never broken 100. But I did hear, um, you know, uh, uh, that I was watching a video 
that just randomly popped up and it was talking about how the average golfer actually sits right at about at a hundred. So, so like bad golfers like me, a hundred and 10 to 120. Yes. Average golfers, a hundred good golfers, anything below. I think it's like uh, 20 to 25% of golfers only uh, break a hundred. Yeah. Right. So. So I'm slightly below average. It makes me feel better. Yeah. (laughs) When was the last time you played golf, Josh? I know you have clubs. So my golf clubs that I have Uh that are currently covered in cobwebs, I'm sure, and dust (laughs) sitting underneath, uh, in our basement, underneath the staircase, are Rawlings Big Sticks that I bought. The whole whole set was from a, um, what's that, like a secondhand? Played um, again sports? No, not even that. Like a thrift, a thrift like a pawn shop. Oh, okay. pawn shop. Yeah, yeah okay. it was a pawn shop for seventy five dollars. Um, <laughs> Somebody stole the them out of a garage, set, and right? Josh the picked set. them up for seventy five yeah. bucks. The last time I played was one of the earlier years, probably two thousand nine. Uh, whenever I started here at Corinth, there was um, probably a fish tournament or a there Mexico was some tournament, tournament that yeah. Corinth was involved in, and I went with some of the, you know, the older guys, forties, fifties, sixties here. Yeah, um, I think Steve Elsey was there. Probably. I Remember that, and uh, I don't remember who else. Who else was there? Uh, Marshall was there for sure. Yeah. Marshall Glass, yeah. um, some other some other fine gents, but yeah. I don't remember nice. what I shot. Um, a lot, a lot. Yeah. The only score I can ever remember was uh, at Range <laughs> Rangeline Golf in Joplin. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really easy. Not a very good course. Yeah, like two yeah. par fours and everything else par, par three. But I still got forty nine on on nice. nine holes. Hey, you know what? It was a really easy course, and I was yeah. so ha- happy because I beat my uh, my buddy Marcus, who actually played on the golf team. <laughs> so oh, there you go. I just got real lucky, nice. and like I'm not good, dude. So. Yeah, it was funny. The other day, I shot a. Uh, we were playing. I was playing with Jennifer, and um, I shot a 42 on the front nine. Uh huh. Right. And I was like, "Man, I am on fire. This is amazing. This is going to go great today." And then I shot a 59 on the back Oof. nine. <laughs> That's. That's a big difference. It's a huge difference. Yeah. It's like I like almost tripled my score on the back. So yeah. just nuts. Cool. So the best the best golf story actually is the very first time I played golf. Uh-huh. My grandpa took me. It was going to be a cool like bonding moment. But um, he was visiting. He and my grandma were visiting. And at the time, they were driving an RV. So that's the vehicle they had uh, to visit us. And so he picked me up from school in an RV. That we drove there. to the golf course. In a giant RV. Nice. Like nothing. You know. That's fantastic. Yeah. Plenty of room for the clubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's lots of room you for the You don't got to squeeze those in into the backseat of the trunk. So yeah. that's good. Hey, uh, here's a fun question to ask you guys because I know you're always reading and listening. Just real quick, what are you reading or listening right now that you would recommend? Um, I've been listening to um, Hardcore History uh, podcast by Dan Carlin. And like each episode's like four, four and a half hours long. Um, and it, I think the one that I'm listening to right now is called Supernova in the East, and it's just about the history of uh, Japan and their uh, empire and leading up into World War II. Okay. So. Fun. Is that what you were expecting? Yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> not really, but that's good. Hardcore history. I like the title. That's a good It's a great title. podcast. It really, really is. He's got one on Nebuchadnezzar even. So. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Good old Nebby. Um, Jesus through Middle Eastern eyes is a, as a fun yeah. book. Uh, that's a good one. And then, um, I think I've referenced it before, but the, the Nate land podcast is just fun. It's a fun listen. Yeah. Um, four comedians sitting around a table 
doing stupid stuff, just talking about life. It's right, kind of fun. like the three comedians sitting. I like here, yeah, except yeah, <laughs> except for they get millions of views. Yeah, we do, we get millions of views, right? It's close, close. Okay, almost. Yeah. There. Put us put us up at the top, number one podcast in America. Fourth <laughs> in your car, <laughs> <laughs> almost there. Joe Rogan, who? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, last question. What are you looking forward to? What's coming up this week that you're looking forward to? Uh, not necessarily this week, but August 9th, our, our kids go back to school. Sasha goes back mm-hmm. next week for some pre-planning. And so yeah, just the rhythm of that. I mean, sure. uh, and it sounds cliche, but I just, I thrive in that. So yeah. There's a birthday schedule. coming up around that time for you too. There is. So the, yeah, the 12th, I guess. Right. Yeah. 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 That's what it normally is. Yeah. Is then every, this start, year? all the other 37 Are changing times. it up okay. this year? Yeah. 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 I mean, I could change it, I guess. Yeah can do whatever you want nowadays <laughs> i just feel like my birthday is on a different day so exactly i feel like my birthday happens every six months i know what my birth certificate says but uh, <laughs> i just, just august 12th disagree. saturday actually it's one uh we'll be at um feed my starving my children, children with my family oh that yeah, yeah that's right nine Good. o'clock we're signed up for that session so be a fun birthday present to yeah. do that with my family yeah i think that's really what i'm looking forward to i think yeah. it's gonna be a great event and uh, looking forward to being able to do that um, with, with everyone. Yeah. So. All right. I love it. Before we get into the sermon, uh, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is the fact that football season is a little over a month away. That's right. So it is time for the experts uh, <laughs> that are sitting in these seats to go ahead and give some way too early projections for the college football season and NFL season. So we'll just ask the, uh, ask the question. Who wins the college football championship? Who wins the Super Bowl? What are your way too early projections? I would, I just think winning three in a row is probably going to be too hard. Until the Chiefs. Well, for, <laughs> until the Chiefs did. But, <laughs> next but, year, this year, and then next year. But the college football <laughs> one is just, it, it's so, it, it's not really random, but it is. Did they expand? Is this one expanded this year or? I don't know. I can't remember. Um but it's if it's not this year, it's coming really. I mean, quick. it'll be somebody from the SEC. But is so I'm totally out of the loop. Is Nick Saban is he gone now? No, from, no. So he okay. made a deal with the devil. He won't ever be gone. But why? So I saw him on ESPN the other day or something like that, right? Uh-huh. Is he on ESPN now? He does. Okay. He does some uh, like different things with them occasionally. Okay, uh, but so he's, he's still not a so he's still there. Yeah, at Alabama. Correct. Okay. I didn't think that he would be gone, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so it's going to be somewhere from the SEC. You think? Yeah. Not a uh, not Michigan. No. 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 They uh, they could. I don't know. They could do it. Next time Michigan wins a big think, game, it'll okay. be nineteen eighty seven. Say it's going to be the Colorado Buffaloes, coached by Deion Sanders. You think? I do not <laughs> we're, think we're going yeah. ridiculous. Uh, well, no, no, here, so. no, no. That's uh, prime time, man. You know, all right, wait. You got to gotta put us into a, a, a world like I don't follow college football. I know Missouri's right. not going to win it. I, if Georgia so, goes so, three in a row, so you're, fine. You, would, you would be confident to say, though, uh, it won't be Georgia. No, I would not. He said confident. it's going to be very hard. It's going to be very, very difficult. Hard, very difficult. Yes. They'll, be in, they'll be in the mix. They'll probably make the final yeah. four. Yeah, I just think it's yeah. going to be. It, it just, yeah, they will. Three in a row is just really hard to do. Yeah, I, so. I don't know who, who it's going to be. I don't either. So I said not Georgia last year, and then they won. So for all of you Georgia fans, here we go again. Yeah, so it won't be Georgia. It, They're going to lose two games. <laughs> so it won't be Missouri. It won't be Texas. Um, Sadly, it will not be. You know, so um, – and it won't be Kansas. So we know those things. All right. So let's go to the NFL then. Yeah. Uh, we, know, <clears throat> we know that all three of our teams 
uh, well, two of our teams between the three of us actually are favorites. Yeah. Um, to a certain extent, and so uh, I do think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I think they took steps forward, and I think that the only team that didn't take a step back in the AFC that is actually a contender is the Bengals. They will mm. take some steps back in the future uh, with coming years once they have to Start pay people. the wide receivers and stuff like that. But I think AFC will be a similar showdown between the Chiefs and the Bengals, and the Bengals will lose, and the Chiefs will win. That's what I'm hoping. We'll get to the Super Bowl and win in that. Win that's, that what I, that's what I'm hoping. I'm not predicting anything, though. <sighs> yeah, I'm hoping it, too. I'm hoping it, too. Yeah. All right, I'm saying Brock Purdy's the next Tom Brady, and we're, <laughs> yeah. we're going for the next 49ers. 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Next 20 years. The 49ers roster is probably the best roster in the NFL. I think your only question mark. I think the mark, supporting cast, if you're only doing it by that, Brock then Purdy. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the quarterback. Um, yeah, they have they, like seven quarterbacks or something like that. I don't know. Well, so like they probably pro, ought to if if they have a similar injury season as they pro, did last year. Uh, pro Football Focus did their like top fifty players. Mahomes is number one, of course. Um, only thing Pro Football Focus has ever gotten right. <laughs> <laughs> they run all kinds of numbers and stuff. But anyway, the Chiefs have a bunch in there too. But the Forty yeah. ers have the most as, as like in the top fifty. So yeah. it's just that the question mark of the quarterback. Yeah. So well, we'll see. It's going to be an exciting year once again in the yeah. world of football. Do you have any? hot takes for football this year at all like maybe related to your team or to a different team one like team the that Jets will... aren't actually going to be good with okay yeah with, there uh, we go that's a good one i don't think they're going to be as good as their hype no okay so we have a do not aaron believe rogers. the hype of aaron Rodgers in the jets yeah and the Bengals okay. won't win the afc north ravens will mm-hmm. yep and I, i've heard a lot of people saying that mm-hmm. i think the cowboys fall again Oh yeah, Absolutely. I mean I'm so excited to watch yeah. that every single season. It's it's quite glorious. Um, yep. I saw so. a meme the other day uh, that said something about Tom Brady's daughter has held the Super Bowl trophy more times than uh, Cowboys have won playoff games <laughs> nice. in the past twenty years or That's something like that. That's <laughs> it's a great super fun. Stat. All right, yeah. here's here's one. If uh, if Patrick Mahomes does not win the MVP, it will be Trevor Lawrence. So there we oh, go. For that like regular season MVP. Uh-huh. Yep. That's just for his good looking hair, going. really. But yeah, <laughs> just the locks. Just for the hair. Yeah. It's like a Prince Charming haircut right there. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough football. Let's get into Sunday school stories. We thought we knew. Um, Eighteen and, minutes into the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> fine. it's fine. It's it's all good. So let's get into it. Um, yesterday, uh, we talked about a prison that was turned into a praise room in Acts chapter sixteen, and the story um, that comes along with that. So. Uh, Adam, you started by talking through some songs. Um, let's let's also talk through some songs, and then we'll get into a recap. What um, what's one of those songs for y'all that just like takes you back to a special moment or a memory? Do you guys have songs attached to memories in some way? I've been thinking about this. I don't know that I necessarily do. Um, most of the songs, like I go back and like if I if I try to play songs from um, you know my my uh, younger days um it generally like takes me back to like a junior high dance or a high school homecoming or something that i didn't want to yeah. be at right and so that's kind of what it is but i know that um even though it didn't take me back to a specific memory there are songs that when i will just like open up apple music or and just start playing um that take me back to a a an era of my life okay yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yep. That makes you know, sense. And so I'm I'm like I'm I'm hearing, you know, the goo goo dolls. Oh yeah, man. You know, or I'm hearing um 
Oh gosh, was it uh, who did one headlight? Uh, is that the um, Tears for Fears? No, 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 no. Fears. Just um, kidding. Uh, Ryan K did a cover of it. Yes, on their K is for karaoke <laughs> yeah. album. But anyway, so just you know, and it takes me back to the just like being that age mm -hmm. again, and in my mind, which is great because I still feel like I'm you know twenty twenty years old, <laughs> um, but I'm not. And so that I'd say that's kind of what it, what it does uh, for, yeah. for for me. Okay. Uh, there's a Matt Wirtz song called Everything's Right. And back in the day when it was cool to, like, make songs into ringtones. Oh, yeah. I did, I did that. <laughs> yeah. So so for Sasha, when she called me, it's the song, you know, Everything's Right. Just kind of a, a fun thing between the two of us. And that still, I think, is her ringtone. Um, but like you said, Adam, the, the era, I think of, and you love David Crowder, I know. Yeah. I remember when I graduated high school, um, Gary Zusiak, of all people, gave me the David Crowder Lime CD. Yeah. And so it was a fresh listen that I had. It was the, a CD. I had a portable CD player and all that. Uh, my grandparents had taken me on a senior trip, and they, you know, they were not people of faith. And so we had no um, – it was like a 10-day trip or something. So, we, I mean, we weren't going to go to church that time. There wasn't prayer before meals. There just – there wasn't any sort of emphasis on God or faith or anything. And so I remember – that CD, listening to it over and over and over, and just being a source of, of life and encouragement in the midst of. I mean, I love my grandparents, but there's there's not a reference to faith, and I needed yeah. I needed a lift. So yeah, I love that. That's cool. Luke, do you know what a CD player is? I do you know what a CD player is? <laughs> I ever... even know that CD stands for compact disc. Nice. Did you ever own a CD? Player? I did. Yes. Do you know what DVD stands for? I I don't. Digital video digital disc. Video disc. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you talk about David Crowder. Here's yeah. the the debate in the church world: unforeseen or sloppy wet? <laughs> uh, 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 unforeseen. Oh. Sloppy wet's just a little. It's, it's definitely know. sloppy wet. No, whatever. Um, and that is the way to go. If you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, hey, one more question about songs, and then we'll jump into the recap. What? Uh, my, what is? What's one of your all-time favorite worship songs or hymns? <sighs> All time, I don't know, uh, because I, I go through just different seasons. Sure. I'll say this. I think right now, uh, for me, one of my the – I've got probably two favorite songs that, that um, we, we do. One's Firm Foundation, uh -huh. yeah. uh, the uh, you know, He Won't song, and then uh, Do It Again is still just uh, – Okay. I've seen you move. You move the mountains. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Josh, what about you, man? Uh, it's an old, I think we've maybe referenced this before even, uh, but creating me a clean heart. Yeah. Uh, that's just a, an old, simple tune based off of, you know, Psalm 51. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like, a. So. this is not a hymn or anything like that, but Rin Collective's, uh, version of creating me a clean heart. Okay. That one's really fun to listen to. Uh, for me, two hymns stand out. Uh, my mom used to always sing to me, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. Love that song. Fantastic. Yeah. And then uh, when we were living in Strong Hall, we ended every single dorm devo three times a month uh, screaming uh, because he lives at the top of our lungs. Yeah. And so that one Wade Lowry brings back some memories and uh, all that good stuff. So those two probably are my all-time favorites. I do love some firm foundation right now, though. Yeah, and, uh, it's good stuff, yeah. Lots of, lots of good stuff being put out there. But songs are important. And uh, this week was about a song. So, Adam, let's finally jump into the, the story. Yeah. And give us a little bit of a recap of, of what you shared with us yesterday. Yeah, so Acts 16, lots going on in that chapter. There's so much jam-packed in there. You got Lydia, you got a slave girl, you got a riot. Um, and so it ends up to the place to where...
Paul and Silas are thrown into prison, and it's there while in prison. It's midnight. Um, they're singing songs, and um, earthquake happens. They have a chance to get out, but they don't. They stay there. Jailer um, is completely moved and convicted by the fact that they stayed there, and uh, his entire household becomes Christians that evening. And uh, just a, I just love it. Fantastic story. Yeah. Cool. Adam, uh, sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I already uh, talked. Yeah. I looked at Josh and said, Adam, Josh, uh, as you were kind of thinking through the story yesterday and where Adam took us, uh, what what jumped out to you? The line uh, that jumped out to me was the point wasn't the miracle, it was the message. Um, and that you, see, you see that through uh, the life of Jesus as well. I mean, he could have done so many things just to prove how powerful he was. But every single one of them had a meaning, and they, it was a sign, really, more than a miracle. It pointed to something. And same thing here. It was a sign. It was an opportunity for the message of Jesus to get out. And you see the whole household being saved, and they're baptized. And, you know, it's not just to show God's powerful. It's to point towards salvation. So I love that line. Yeah. yeah. I love that. One of the things, <clears throat> when I was uh, kind of trying to prepare for the 5,000 story um, last week was, I thought and read a lot about miracles um, just in general. And that seems to be not just the case for this story, but for any miracle. Miracles really... Miracles of Jesus. The miracles of Jesus, the miracles that you see in Acts, they've really just come along to validate the message, right? It's it's more about the point than it is the the actual thing that happens. Mm -hmm. And so everybody everybody Jesus healed. It's a contrast to other other miracle workers or whatever that... right. Um, and you even see that in Acts too. And there's another situation when people say, "Hey, give us this power. We want to be powerful like you." Yeah. And they just <laughs> they get rebuked and put in their place. Well, and it's like um, I think in John, in his gospel, um, he uses the word sign. Yeah, and there's only seven of them. And there's yeah, only he uses seven. sign, and there's only Please. seven, and they're uh, each connected to one of the I am statements. Correct. Yeah. And so it's that idea that it's a, it is a sign pointing to something else. And so it's not that the, the point isn't necessarily that this event took place. It's, a, hey, look at what this is about. Yeah. Here, here's where it's pointing. It's, yeah. a, it's a signpost. Yep. So, so let's ask this question then, um, one that I didn't plan. The miracle happens in Acts chapter 16. And we're, we're saying that it's pointing to a sign. It, it's, it's saying something. What is it that it's saying? So one one thought I had a while ago, um, just thinking through the, the chapter, is that all these bonds were just broken um, from the prisoners, and like all of them, not just Paul and Silas, but it says all, like all, the whole prison. I don't know how many people were there, mm-hmm. all of them, and it was a pretty big deal that all of them didn't go anywhere. Um, but then you see the the jailer and his whole family come to faith. They he says, you know, what do I need to do to be saved? Right. And so in in my mind, I was just thinking, well, that's kind of a picture of the gospel is bonds are being broken. You're coming to Christ and being released from that. And so anyway, I think yeah. that that is one of the perhaps signposts. Sure. Yeah, it's good. So this is um, one of the things. So jumping ahead just a little bit into our, our outline. So one of the things that didn't make it into the to the message just because it didn't have, have time, didn't really fit, was um, so the jailer is an ex-military guy. So he's a G.I. Joe, 
Right. And um, seems to be a brutal person. Okay, so verse 23, it says, guard these prisoners carefully. Okay. Um, And so even though he's not told to do this, in verse 24, it says, when he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. Mm -hmm. So think through what what is he doing? Well, first off, he doesn't wash their wounds. Okay, because they've been beaten, they've been, you know, all these things have gone on. Um, they were wounded, they were bloody, broken bones probably. He doesn't do anything for them. In fact, it's not until verse 33, after he's converted, that he actually does something for them. Uh. Okay, so this is a brutal guy. So that means um, that entire night, he, they're, they're bloody, they're, they're, all those things. Uh, the second thing is, is he puts them in the inner cell, which means that they're farthest away from the light. They're farthest uh. away from, like, clean, fresh air. Um, and then the last thing it says is he fastened their feet in the stocks and that's not like silver dollar city, Disney world, frontier <laughs> land kind of stocks. That's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they, it, it's very, very painful. They fasten their, their feet in the stocks. It's a, it's a form of torture, um, because it's, it spreads out your limbs way past where they should be. And so incredibly painful leg cramps, muscle cramps, all these things. So very, very, very difficult. And so. After being beaten, after being bloodied, broken bones, all those things, he he is torturing them in the innermost cell. And so um, whenever Paul and Silas do not leave, okay, so if they leave the, the prison, if all the other prisoners leave, then the jailers, the, just the way the, the world worked and the way the law worked is he receives the death penalty for it. Right. So... What Paul and Silas do is, or what they don't do, is repay evil with evil. Yeah. They turn the other cheek. Right. And so the sign gets to the message of we're different. Mm-hmm. We are not like everybody else. And we don't repay evil for evil. And so that's why the jailer is so just moved. And it gets to the point of the message yeah. of what is different about you. Yeah, because... You know, they they actually in some in some ways spared him his life. They oh, in every right. way, in, in every, every way, way. they yeah. literally yeah. spared yeah. his life. Yeah, that's that's a really cool connection. And so and, that's the message. Yeah, you know, and so the sign points to that to that message. Yeah, that's that's super good. Um, and yeah. really, they're I mean, they're they didn't have to go anywhere because they were already free, and that's part of the message too. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, you know. Yeah. So. Love the story. Um, Adam, you did this a little bit already, but let's go ahead and ask just even uh, for some more. Is there anything else that as you were studying and learning um, some things that you got the chance to, as Josh always says, geek out about um, that uh, didn't make its way into the sermon? Yeah, I think that um, just one other quick thing is that the difference between um, Lydia and the slave girl and the 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 jailer is just how Paul ends up presenting the gospel to them. Mm-hmm. So with Lydia, he can talk about the gospel immediately. With the slave girl, he's able to um, confront her in the name of Jesus. But with the jailer, he has to wait until the jailer is ready and open to hearing the the gospel. So he has to play it a little bit bit slower. Yeah, and I think that's just a good reminder for us that. Um, different people in our lives are going to be at different stages in their readiness and their openness to to hearing the message of the gospel. Yeah, it's a good, good call. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Acts chapter sixteen, 
it all takes place in Ephesus, right? So that's the first, uh, what a lot of people think, you know, first members of the church that Paul would later write to in Ephesians, um, Lydia. This is, this is Philippi. Philippi. Philippi, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Philippians. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another one of those. Yeah. Right. So Pastoral all of these letters. different, so, yeah. Yeah. different just, people. Just got some of the letters mixed around. Yeah. <laughs> Easy to do. Galatians, Colossians. As with the I, A, N, S. Written by Paul. Says something about circumcision. Grace and it's peace. All, it's all there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's that's really, really good stuff. Um, I think that uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw this out there. One of the things that I just, uh, one of the lines I love from your sermon, and I'm sure we'll get to it whenever we jump into application. Um but I love I loved the line when you were talking about reminding yourself of who God is. You were you just said Paul Paul said, Whenever I remember you, I remember the outcome, not the opposition. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I bring that up now is because it would have been really easy based on uh, based on what you just described with the jailer, it would have been really easy for Paul to look at him as the opposition. Mm-hmm. The one who didn't clean the wounds, the one who right. put him in the stocks, the one who's hurting him one who's keeping him in the inner cell and uh, he doesn't focus in on him. Right. He focuses in on the gospel the message to this point of singing. And so he is able to see past the opposition um, and see, see an outcome that uh, honors and glorifies the Lord. And that's exactly how it plays out. And I love, I love that. That'll preach for us here in a little bit, whenever we get into uh, the application, anything else from the story, Uh, Acts chapter 16, that kind of jumps out to you guys is significant. Um, in the background, in the narrative, in the characters at play? I think that, um, devotionally speaking, um, I think that we can all, I think we can all relate to midnight. Um, you know, that, that dark time when things just aren't going the way that we thought they were, that we find ourselves in a place that we never thought we would be. And so I think, you know, um, we can all relate to that. And the, the question is, whenever we are, we find ourselves at midnight, things aren't the way we're, we hoped they would be. Um, how do we have the heart mm-hmm. to still sing yeah. in the midst of that? Yeah. In the midst of the dark night of the soul, yep. to use mm-hmm. some of that stuff. I think one thing uh, for, for me that I noticed, you know, earlier in Acts 16, the context is, you know, if you read your heading or whatever in your Bible, Paul's Macedonian call. And basically the context is Paul is trying to get the gospel out. And he tried three different directions until finally he has this vision and he's led to the area where they are now. And so as hard as it is, they're in the prison and stuff. There is some assurance that, hey, I am in the right, I am in the right place. God has led me here. Mm-hmm. And so... Adam, you're talking about the midnights that we all face, whether it's a a parenting struggle, a relationship struggle, a job struggle. When you when you know, like, well, yeah, God still led me to be a dad. I still need to be a husband that honors God. I still have a job to do with my neighbors or my employees. It's still hard. But when you understand God's called you there, it gives you the confidence, I guess, and the assurance that he's with you. So like Paul had that assurance he's with him in prison super hard but he had that vision already that said no you don't go north south or east or whatever he went west or whatever the direction was i can't mm-hmm. remember off the top of my head but yeah. does that make sense just yeah yeah he, he had seen god's call earlier and so he said as hard as this is i know it is where i am supposed to be mm-hmm. so i'm yeah. going to be faithful in it yeah 
I, one of the things uh, I did last summer, uh, I went uh, and preached at uh, the camp that one of my best friends was putting on for his youth group. And uh, we we started the whole week with, um, I, I like preached, but I didn't preach. I more along the lines of like performed a, a like skit of some sort. And so we like had a set on stage where it like tried to imitate like a teenager's bedroom with you know, a nightstand and a lamp next to the uh, bed and the bed and all that sort of stuff. And it was about a 15 minute thing. And for the first 10 minutes, um, it was just it, like, I didn't even talk. It was pre-recorded and it was playing over. Like it was my inner thoughts um, and all that sort of stuff. So they're like watching me lay on the bed um, and become restless as I'm thinking. And uh, so I do what every teenager does late midnight uh, whenever they become restless and struggling with thoughts and it's pull, pull out the phone, out the phone yeah. and go to different medias and stuff like that. And that actually doesn't help the problem. It only, uh, makes the spiral even worse because I see things that I'm overwhelmed about, or I see things that I'm missing out on and all this different things. And so it got to the point to where it's just like all of these overwhelming thoughts at midnight are getting me to the point, um, of questioning a lot of really important things. Um, and the kind of the end of the that little skit was not pre-recording. The pre-recording ended. I got down on my knees next to the bed and ended with five-minute conversation with God. Mm -hmm. And it's like in in those moments of midnight uh, where you're struggling, where circumstances around you look terrible, um, are you going to be able to get on your knees and hash it out with God? Are you going to be able to turn the prison into mm -hmm. the praise room? Yeah. Um, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, really, really love this story um, uh, and whatnot. Uh, let's jump into the application. You, Adam, I love the question that you're asking. You're just asking, how do we develop that heart that sings? How yeah. do we get to the point to where whenever we are faced with a midnight situation, um, whenever we are faced with a tough circumstance, how do we get to the point to where we can still glorify and praise God um, through the midst of it? And uh, you gave us two two points, uh, and it was the first one, remind yourself of what God has done. You mentioned Psalm chapter 103, verse 2, which I love. It says, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good right. things he has done for me. So there's kind of the, the thing, remind yourself of what God has done. What did this look like for Paul and his companions in this story, or maybe even throughout the whole narrative of Acts? Um, well, I'll go to just... The, the letters of Paul. Okay. So I just pulled up my Bible software and I just did a search for the word remember um, yeah. in all of Paul's writings. And um, it's, it's there 11 times. Some of them have nothing to do with like, you know, like I'm remembering something like one time it's like you need to remember the poor, you know, kind of thing. Right. But, but you see it just time and time again to where it's like, um, I thank God I remember you. We remember um, you know, how we used to be cut off from Christ, but now we've been brought in to Christ. And, and so you just see this over and over and over again. And so it's just this continual, just memory of here's how God has been faithful. Um, I think of, uh, what chapter would this be? You guys help me out. Is it Acts 27? Is that Paul's trial? Um, before, uh, Festus, whatever. Anyway, it's, yeah. All of the trials happen in the last few chapters. There's, yes. a, there's yeah. a few of them, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so it's, it's the trial, and he just kind of tells his own story. And, and you hear Paul um, at least three different times, if not, I think it's three, um, tell his story of conversion. 
throughout the book yeah, of Acts. Yes, and so right. you know that this is something that this guy, it's like it's ingrained into him. And the, the reason we look back and why we want to be people who um, really live out Psalm 103, never forgetting the good things that God does for me, is because um, there will be times when things aren't going well. And the thing that anchors us and the thing that holds us um, that holds us firm, holds us strong in those times is remembering all the great things that, that he has done and remembering that even if, and Luke, I think you used this, this phrase uh, last week, um, you know, even if God never does one more good thing for me, I would still never run out of reasons to give him thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, you just get down to the brass tacks of it is like he has saved me from my sins and I was destined for an eternity in hell. And God in his grace and his mercy saved me, not because of anything that I have done, but because of his goodness. And so um, I always have reason to to praise, always have reason to sing uh, for that. Yeah. So, Josh, let me ask you these two questions uh, back and forth. We'll try to get a little bit more uh, practical here with this idea. Just the first question is, why why do we do this? And then once we understand why, how do we do this? Let's put some legs to it. Uh, why is it's something we've said a lot it comes from the Proverbs. If you look for good, you'll find it. If you look for evil, it'll find you. That's one. I mean, that's one reason. That's not the only reason. Yeah. Um, another reason is just because God deserves it. He's worthy of it. Um, I think that we're better when we do it as well. Even it just take faith out of it. Um, <clears throat> we've talked before about how singing songs of worship and things like that actually make you healthier, right? In community. Yeah. So there's just some physical stuff going on as well. Um, How do we do it? I think the only thing that limits you is your own creativity or your own box that you are maybe limiting God. Um, So, I mean, how do you you say thanks? I mean, you can say it out loud. You could write it down. You could write a text message to God. You could sing songs of praise. Um, You could do that with people. You, uh, one of the challenges I wrote in the, devotional stuff for creative arts this week Uh is to do this. And I just said, Hey, write out all the ABCs and write something that starts with each letter that you're thankful for about God. So I don't know, he's almighty or he is, you know, he's, he's a blessing God. He's blessed me. He's compassionate. You just go all the way to, you know, ABCDEFG and there's, you know, so just get creative with it, create some space and some time and and do it. Those are a few thoughts. Yeah. Adam, anything else to add on maybe how, how we can actually start to practice reminding ourselves of what he's done? I think that I would go back to the uh, rhythm habit of writing things down. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons why we don't remember well is because we don't record well. And so it's learning to record those, those incidents or uh, uh, those moments, those things where you see what God has done. Um, recording answers to prayer so that whenever you're in a season to whenever it feels like God isn't listening to you anymore, you're able to go back and go, oh, wait a second. That's it. That's not true. God listens to me. I can see it right back here. Look at this back here on, you know, July um, 27th, 2000 and, you know, 19, God answered, you know, and you're just able to go back mm-hmm. and be able to look at those things. And so, Um, I, I would, that would be a really, really practical thing to do is just like start recording now where you're seeing God moving and how he is working in your life so that whenever midnight does show up, Mm -hmm. 
you're able to remember that. I, um, I don't know who originally said it. I've heard it in, from different people, but it's like, um, don't forget in the dark what God did in the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what happens to us is we tend to forget that all the good things that have been done and we get hyper fixated on the, the, the negative things that we're experiencing. And it's like, don't allow the, the, the dark to overwhelm what you learned whenever you could actually see what was yeah. going on. That's good. Um, it gives you, uh, gets you, um, through the midnight whenever you're able to do that. So here's just a, a question for, for you guys. Um, we, we talked about why we do this, how we do it. Um, let's talk about what, so what, um, in your life over the several years is something that pops to your mind right now. What has God done? How has he been faithful, um, before? I would say this, that God has been faithful in more ways than I can count. So this podcast, um, could not even begin. Sure. Right. <laughs> Couldn't even begin to, to do that. But I, 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 there are two things that, um, I regularly thank God for, um, one is he has given me, um, someone special to love. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, he, he gave me Jennifer and he gave me AJ. He gave me Jaden. He gave me those two to love. I all that is something I am always grateful for. Yeah. And that is by his grace, his mercy that, that he has done that. And then I, I regularly thank God for, um, he is giving me something special to do. Uh, he put a call on my life to preach the gospel, to serve in churches, to help, um, you know, win people to Christ, train them up and send them out, and um, to help create, you know, a church that uh, people feel at home. And that's a special call that he put on my life. Yeah. And so I have something special to do. I wake up every day with just like, I have a great purpose. And that's that's an incredible feeling to have. Josh, what about you, man? What comes to mind yeah, the right first, now? The first thing I wrote down was uh, heritage of family. Um, and so I, mean, I think about my parents or my grandparents and how faith was was passed along. And um, similar to Adam, just the family that I now have, uh, a wife and kids that are just their joys, you know. And, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, I've also been blessed through my life to uh, – travel and see the world. And I just, I love that. And I love God's big, big world. And not everybody gets to to see some of the things I've gotten to see. And so I never, ever, ever take that lightly or um, like for granted. It's just, it's been a joy. And so that's one kind of tangible, specific thing. Um, It's been awesome. So every good and perfect gift Mm -hmm. uh, comes from above and that plays out in all of our stuff. So there's just another really practical thing. If you are struggling to remind yourself of what God has done, start to count your blessings when you're sitting at the table um, because those blessings didn't come from anything you did, um, but they came from God's faithfulness in your life. Uh, And so really, really cool stuff. Uh, Next one uh, that you told us about was to remind ourselves of who God is. That is another step we can take to develop a heart that sings in the midst of midnight. Reminding ourselves of who God is. Philippians 4, four, rejoice in the Lord always. And if you didn't catch me the first time, I'll say it one more time. Rejoice. And uh, it's just really good. So what did this look like for Paul and his companions, maybe in the story of Acts chapter 16 or in the whole narrative? Yeah, well, the thing that I find fascinating about Philippians 4, and this is what we talked about in the sermon, is you know he's writing that from prison again. And this time, there's no earthquake. There's no chains falling off. He's headed towards um, 
his his death um, at the hands of probably Nero. Is that about is that right? Yeah. And so, even in the midst of that, even though there is no earthquake, no miraculous deliverance, he, what's his heart? What's his attitude? It's well, it's praise, and it's it's because um, he has a heart that is oriented towards God, and so he's he that's where he's he's focused, and so that's. That's where this all comes from is like it is just reminding yourself continually of who is God? Who is he? He is the Lord. He's the savior. He's the one who's done. He's the creator. He's the one that holds all things together. And so whenever our our mind is reminding ourselves not of our circumstances, but of our God who is in control, then whenever we are oriented towards God, um, it's natural for praise to flow out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. I think, you know, I think Paul and his companions. um Many of them were just good Jewish boys. So I think, well, what did good Jewish boys say? They said the Shema the, mm. every day, probably. The yeah, Lord our God, right. the Lord is one. He probably referred to God as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, remembering God's faithfulness in that family. Um, once again, to look over at Philippians, how does he start Philippians? He says, grace and peace to you from God our Father mm -hmm. and the Lord Jesus Christ. So even in the greeting, and that's not only in Philippians, it's all over his letters. It's reminding that God, who God is, he's, he's Father. That's what, how Jesus taught us to pray. It's all through the Sermon on the Mount, is if you understand God as Father, then you don't have to worry, <laughs> you know, like Jesus right. said and all that stuff. And so coming back to Paul, um, I think all over the place, they were just crying out to who who god is not just what he has has done so isn't it amazing just how the right perspective just i mean it really does it changes everything mm -hmm. yeah. um like i was um um writing something up this morning just the idea of and i think it's i don't know if it's originally a paul david trip phrase or not um but I, i've seen him say it so but just the idea of like we're identity amnesiacs oh yeah yeah uh -huh. And yeah. just how easy that is. And so whenever I'm forgetting my identity, um, it causes all kinds of issues. But whenever I have the right perspective of knowing who I am, I am um, an accepted child of God. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. beloved, you know, all these things. It really does change everything. Mm -hmm. It really yeah. does. And having, and having your own uh, identity correct starts with having God's identity correct. Yes. You can't be a child of God if he's not your father. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So let's try to get practical with this. Um, how is it that we can start to practice on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, uh, reminding ourselves of who God is? How can we put some legs to that? I'm going to go with the most simple answer that I know to give, and it would be read your Bible and pray. Sunday school, Sunday stories school stories, and here that, that are still good. But you know, the reason it's a Sunday school answer is because it's true. Correct. There mm -hmm. is, I think, too often where we we want to go past the simple and find some sort of complex thing, and it's just like the answer is right before you. Mm -hmm. Read your Bible and pray. Um, if you're not reading your Bible already, start reading your Bible. If you're not praying, start praying. If you are reading your Bible, then Go a little bit deeper into your study and your application. If you are already praying, then start adding some, you know, different types of prayers or, um, you know, contemplative mm -hmm. exercises. But, I mean, that's how we get to know who he is. Right. And yeah. the reason why 
uh, uh, this, I'm coming off way too strong. I'm trying to sound more pastoral here. Listen, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just say it softer. I'm going to say it softer. Um, the, the, the reason why so many of us struggle with remembering who God is is because we just don't know him. And the way he's revealed himself to us is through his son, mm-hmm. through his word, mm-hmm. and through his creation. And so we don't know who he is. So it's hard to remind ourselves of something that we've never learned in the first place. Yeah, that's, that's a good word. Uh, I don't think you came off too strong. <laughs> Okay, if that's what you were worried about. Well, they can't see my veins bulging in those. Kind of <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not what happened. What's happening right now? And Fire in my eyes. <laughs> uh, Josh, anything to add on? Just like, man, how can we? How can we do this on a on a daily basis? We've got uh, read God's word for sure. Yeah, the the thing that kept popping into my head was just to actually use the word Father. Just mm-hmm. pray to God as Father. And um, what I would say on that is there are so many broken fathers out there. And so a reminder for us not to define God as father based upon our earthly father. Yeah. Because even as good of a dad as I had, he's a failure compared to God, right? Like God is the perfect father. And so here's the specific challenge. Read um, Luke chapter 15, the prodigal son story. That's the definition that Jesus gave as father. It's a father who runs. It's a father who doesn't act like all the other fathers of the day. You know, he, he, uh, he kind of disrespected himself to, to run and do all that. But he was, he was a loving father so much that he's pursuing you. And call, call God Father. And just, like Adam said, contemplative, contemplatively maybe. Yeah, spend some silence and stillness and just some reflection thinking about all the ways that that is true and how, how deeply powerful that actually is. Don't just, don't just like, stay on the surface, just really think about, man, God is my father. Yeah. So. I love that. Um, two things that are popping into my mind. If you want some passages to go to for each of these points, if you want to remind yourself of what God has done, go to Ephesians chapter one. If you want to remind yourself of who God is, go to Colossians chapter one. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. And I did not mix those uh, up this time. <laughs> I don't think but um, right. the, those are going to be really helpful for you as you engage with scripture. Um, so let's just ask this one more question before we get to bottom line and start to hear from y'all just who is God then, right? So remind yourself of who God is. When you guys think about the character of God, what sort of character or attribute about him really encourages you and uh, reminds you that there is more to uh, the midnight that you're facing? I, I think for me, the one that I, there's so many, um, have you ever done the ABC thing? Uh, with the like, yeah, like with Josh the students talking about, yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, the the, the there, there's so many things that 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 are there, and it's just so much fun just going through the alphabet, you know, and just like mm-hmm. listening out the characteristics, yeah. attributes of God. But, um, but I think for me, one of the ones that's just always a grounding one is, um, and I should know the the book chapter verse because I it, it just means so much to me. But I just <laughs> I think it's Hebrews. Um, but the, the one who holds all things together with his powerful word, um, the author and perfecter of our faith, uh, that is Hebrews. That's Hebrews. That's Hebrews. Hebrews. Yeah. It's like yeah. Hebrews. It's in there. And so, <laughs> but that's the one that just always goes back to me. It's just like, um, no matter what I read on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now, um, no matter what I see on Facebook, <laughs> whatever I see on my Apple News app or um, what's scrolling across um God is 
the one who is in control. Yeah. And that is the attribute, um, one of the major attributes of God that just keeps me grounded of just like, okay, I know it feels like X, Y, Z might be taking place, but God is in control. This has not caught him by surprise. And so that's, that's one of the things for me. Yeah. Reminding yourself then of the sovereignty of God. Yeah. I love that. Josh, what about you, man? Um, this, uh, was revealed to me several years ago. Like, I think my dad pointed it out actually. And Adam, your outline illustrates it, how we thank God for what he has done, but also for who he is. Yeah. And really God is, he's, he's spirit. He's God. He's not male or female, but you see in those two statements, uh, reflections of like a female nature and a male nature. Cause when you want to praise a woman, you don't thank her for what she did as much as you praise her for who she is. Mm-hmm. If you want to praise a male, you say, man, you did a good job. And so right. I, I, that is always really encouraging to me. I mean, I think of God through the scriptures. He's called father, right? But he's also, Jesus says, um, he like weeps over Jerusalem and says, oh, if I could basically shield you under my wings like mm-hmm. a mother hen. Mm-hmm. Or uh, God in the Old Testament in, in Hosea talks about like, Ephraim, I taught you how to walk. That's a motherly image, you know? Yeah. Um, there's images of just God raising us like a mother would or disciplining us or teaching us like a father would. And so I, I, I love that, that God is bigger than any concept we can even comprehend. So yeah. I don't know if that answers your question, but I love uh, the, it's the male-female aspect. And so sometimes that can help us too. When we pray to God, um, you think, well, I thank him. I thank him for who he is and what he has done. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, l- I love that sort of stuff. In, in fact, even some of the, um, you know, acronyms for prayer, uh, I know you threw out in this sermon yeah. series at some point the acts or uh-huh. pray or and something he did like pray. that. I did pray. pray yeah. But some of them really, acts. some of them start with the, the whole idea of, um, starting your prayer mm-hmm. before you even say thank you saying, wow. Yeah. yeah, and that's wow. praise, that's praise the, or adoration, or adoration. adoration. Of, yeah. And so, uh, love that. That's going to set us up really well to um, to remind ourselves of who God is. Uh, bottom line, um, there is strength in a song. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in this story, it was in the midst of a praise uh, song uh, that the shackles were broken. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that uh, that there is strength in a song. It's a challenge is going to be to find your song. So give us some context for that challenge and, and maybe uh, encourage our, our people to do some specific things to, to help them find, the, find that song. Yeah. Um, so the challenge this week is literally <laughs> find your song. So what is that song that speaks um, into your soul? And um, it's not Low Places by Garth Brooks. <laughs> it's, probably, it's not by Taylor Swift. Oh, amen. Yeah, it is not. Yeah, you've come full circle from your really swift infatuation. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you married a TS though. I did marry a TS, and she's wow. still a TS. Wow. Yep. Um. Ah. So anyway, literally find your song. Whether it's you know what is that that song? It, you know, is it firm foundation? Is it you know um, some version of how great thou art, or turn your eyes upon Jesus, or whatever it is, and like. Begin your day with it this week. Um, so on your commute, instead of turning yeah. on 680 The Fan or whatever the world it's called or some sort of Chiefs podcast. Uh, Positive, encouraging. Yeah. You know, instead of turning on the fish even, like um, have a song, a song 
and just say for the next seven days, this is going to be how I'm going to start my day. And I'm going to, I'm going to, this is going to be my song. And, um, you know, like firm foundation on Apple music, it's like eight minutes and 11 seconds. So it is, um, enough for a commute in it, it gets County me, places. Yeah. It gets me from my house to the parking lot of the church just about completely. All right. Um, you know, there might be a couple minutes at the end, but, and just allow that to begin your day and find that song and let it speak into your, into your soul and let it be your, your offering of praise to God to begin the day. Love that. Yeah. That's great. Find the song. That'll be fun. I hope people have fun with that. Yeah. What's your song going to be? Um, man, uh, I can't use firm foundation because it's mine. Yeah, fine. I'll just go with one of the other Maverick City songs that I love right now. Um, They're long enough to get you to the church. They, they really are. Well, for me, it's like four minutes. So I got to. Oh, that's like, true. Yeah, you need to find the radio edit. I need to pick like a Chris Tomlin. <laughs> you got to find uh, the radio edit of it or something yeah. like that. Um, man, uh, I think uh, that one. I I mean, the it's a newer one that's been playing on Caleb. It's uh, given praise, and. Okay. It's praise, 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 give him praise and the highest praise. And that just, that song is giving him the attributes. Yeah. Um, you know, the praise, the adoration, not, not necessarily for what he's done and that some of that, but just simply for who he is. Yeah. Um, so, so I just, I love that song. Um, but for me, I might, I might turn old school and I might go, um, with because he lives and I might play that one at night. Yeah. Um, because that whole song is about the, the ability to face tomorrow. Uh, because today Jesus lives. Now, you know, so. Wade Lowry is the guy that started that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I went to school with Wade. Yeah. So okay. Wade there was a great dude, man. Yeah. What's you, Josh? What do you think your song's going to be? Um, City Alight is this, uh, I think they're Australian. They're and they they just have great music, um, like lyrically. It's all City, City uh, Alight. Light. So, um, City, no space, capital A, no space, capital L, Ight. These artists, man. City alight. So creative. Just going to capitalize a word. Yeah. Like yeah. One of, uh, this is, this is going to cut you off for your song. One of my all time favorite worship bands, and I don't know if you can find them on Spotify or Apple Music anymore. They only had one album, and they were a band called Ornan's Floor. Um, and it's this whole idea, uh, that story where David does something disobedient okay, yeah. and uh-huh. he's got to do yep. something in order to uh, repent so that God will stop the death angel, mm-hmm. which is the punishment David chose. Uh, they're, they're called Ornan's Floor because they have recognized that in that story, in that narrative, it is Ornan's Floor that becomes like the the praise spot, the sacrificial worship spot and all that sort of stuff. Love that band. They've got one uh, album um, that is just, it's, I have loved that ever since high school. It's so good. Um, but anyways, City of Light. City of Light, specifically the song, Yet Not I, But Christ Through Me. Um, there's a, it's a lot. Uh, I'll just read the first full phrase here. What gift of grace is Jesus, my Redeemer? There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom, my steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. So lots of good stuff in there but um yeah city light is uh some good stuff and they're australian so kind of fun accent especially if they talk yeah you can hear it more when they talk but even in the singing yeah i love it well good stuff uh from uh today and really good stuff from this whole series and we'll end with something a little bit fun here in a minute but not before we plug the next series uh Uh, which is hashtag 
relationship <laughs> goals. And, I don't uh, think we have a hashtag. No, there's not. No. But, but I just added that right there. So we're, we're going to do a series called Relationship Goals. So Adam, goals. we're going to give like a 30-second promo. Um, what would you say for relationship goals? Yeah, um, we are going to be talking about the the great uh, the, the 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 secrets to having a great marriage. Okay, and that there are really four commitments that we've got to make in our marriages. And so, um, if you're married, it's going to be fantastic. If you're not married, it's going to be fantastic because it's going to give you a roadmap of what you should be looking for and uh, going into that. Um, and so, really looking forward to uh, being able to share that. Yeah, I haven't done a marriage series in several years. Yeah, I also think th- this will be fun because it will be the first uh, kind of relationship marriage series that we'll do uh in uh in um with the podcast Mm -hmm. and so uh, you think about the three of us we are all three in different seasons of our marriage and where you know i could still be considered the quote-unquote newlywed or whatever and then you're more seasoned than i josh and adam more seasoned than josh so i think that'll be fun yeah you can just say older that's (laughs) not not what I th- was trying to say. Seasoned. Not More what seasoned. I was trying to say. Yeah. More wise. Wise. More <laughs> say discerning. Crown of Splendor. That's right. So I'm uh, super excited about this next series. Um, one of the songs that uh, will be echoing the, on the TV um, very soon um, will be all of the uh, football themes for NFL on Fox mm-hmm. and for oh, Sunday man. Night Football. So we're us? coming back to this. And we're going to do football trivia. And the fun part about this is this is a website that has questions and does not reveal the answer until I click on it. So I get to play oh, along too, too as well. Okay. So nice. uh, I'm going to skip the first uh, the first one because that's whenever I figured out that I can't know the answer. Um, <laughs> but uh, for those who are interested, the first one is the first player drafted in the first NFL draft in 1936 is Jay Berwinger. Oh. I don't know. Right. I would have nailed that one. Philadelphia Eagles. So second one. In 1993... What NFL team made off-season trades for Joe Montana and Marcus Allen? The Raiders, the 49ers, the Broncos, or the Chiefs? Chiefs. It was the Chiefs. I know that. Yeah, okay, we all got that one. The 49ers have always been given the Chiefs their back of Yeah, That's right. I mean, so many of them. Except for Super Bowl trophies. That's right. Okay. We guys still have more. We still have five at this point. Okay. What team was originally named the New York Titans? The Tennessee Titans, the New York Jets, the New York Giants, or the Kansas City Chiefs? Mm, I know the answer to this. I one. don't think what's, I do. What's the, uh, what are the four choices again? New York Titans used to be the Tennessee Titans, the New York Jets, the New York Giants, or the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the, I think I'm going Jets. The Giants. It's Jets. It is Jets. Oh. Okay. I know it's not the Titans. Yep. They were the Houston Oilers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what team? What? Oh, come on. This is easy. What team won three Super Bowls in the 1990s? Who? Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, it's the Cowboys. We don't even need the multiple choice no, for that. 49ers were the 80s. Who was the first player to rush for 1,000 yards in a season? Steve Van, uh, Van Buren, Joe Perry, Beatty Feathers, or Jim Brown? Ooh. I'm just going to go Jim Brown because that's the most popular one I know. That's, that's fair. Bra- I, think, I don't think that's going to be the answer, but that's what I'm going to give. I think I'm going to go Beatty Feathers. Okay, go for it. I'm going Jim Brown. <laughs> it is not Jim Brown. It is BD Feathers. Right. Okay, that was that was a total guess. Nineteen thirty-four. I don't remember um, that year. Um, no, <laughs> nope. Uh, my grandpa was four years old. For um, context, there. Wow. So, uh, which NFL team features a helmet logo only on one side of their helmet? The Patriots, the Steelers, the Cowboys, or the Dolphins? Steelers, right? Yeah, it is the Steelers. Yeah, and they don't have cheerleaders too, right? That's 
I don't remember on the Steelers. I don't think they have cheerleaders. Yeah. I know the, <laughs> I know the Cowboys do. I think it's great. There's a show about that. Uh, <laughs> what wide receiver caused a sensation his rookie season with a one-handed catch? Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, Odell Beckham, or Antonio Brown? Odell. I know I know the answer. Yeah, Odell. It's Odell, yeah, I think. Yeah, because yeah, that's more recent. Uh, who holds the best rookie passer rating in the NFL history? Uh, Robert Griffin the third, Griffith the third, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, or Dan Marino? For Dan passer Marino. rating? Dan Marino. Passer, passer rating? rating? I'm going to go RG3. RG3? Dan Marino. I'm going to say Dak Prescott. We're all over the place on this one. So let's just click on Tom Brady. We know that's, that's not it. the answer. That's not it. No. Dan Marino is not it. Robert Griffin the third oh, is not it's it. Dak. It's Dak. That was a total guess again. <laughs> oh okay. man! So he's only gone down since. Only then. gone downhill. That's right. <laughs> Good old Dallas Cowboys, always tanking. What is the oldest NFL franchise in continuous operation with the same name in the same location? The oh, wow. Cleveland Browns, the Arizona Cardinals, the Green Bay Packers, or the Chicago Bears? Ooh. That one's tough. Actually, Packers or Bears? This has got to be one of those. I don't two. think it's going to be the Cardinals. I know the answer. It could be the Browns. It ain't the Browns, bro. It's, I'm going to say the Bears. Okay. It's the it's, Bears. It's the Packers. Packers for uh, uh, Adam and the Packers are right. Dude, you, you don't even remember. In. The Browns are the, the Ravens are the old Browns. Yeah, the Browns That's were right. so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yep. took them out. They, right. they took them out of town. So the Green Bay Packers were founded in 1919 and joined the NFL in 1921. Nice. So, we don't even know who's winning this game, do we? That's no, just uh, fun. No, but it's the good. outline All said right. something fun. What Motown singer tried out for the Detroit Lions in 1970? Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> uh, I'm a terrible person for laughing at that one. Lionel Richie or Smokey Robinson? So if we're talking 1970, I have no idea. I'm going Marvin Gaye. Smokey. I am going to say Lionel Richie. Then it is not Lionel Richie. <laughs> It is not Smokey. It is Marvin Gaye. He bulked up nearly 30 pounds and trained with future Hall of Fame tight end Charlie Sanders. Let's get it on. For his tryout. Yeah. All right, let's just do a couple <laughs> more because this is fun. I'm having some fun with this. Uh, which player holds the NFL record for longest interception return? Deion Sanders? Uh, Colorado Buffaloes. Let's go. There you go, man. Uh, Ronnie Lott, Eric Berry, or mm. Ed Reed? Mm. This is a tough one. Man. Deion Sanders was the best. Uh, I mean, yeah, position, he's, he would know. be. I'm going to say it's Ed Reed. I'm, I was going to say that too, actually. Yeah, I'm going Dion. Okay, not Dion. It is Ed Reed. Yeah. There you go, Baltimore City, 107 yards. All right, uh, which team was the first night? Dude, you just you, game? you missed that. He owns not only the first, lo- the longest, but also the, oh, second. the second one at 106. Yeah. yeah, wow. So we got some crazy records because also on the Ravens you have Justin Tucker. Yeah, yeah, who. Has like the top five longest kicks or something Goated, like that. man. Yep. Hook them horns. Uh, what team won the first night football game ever played? The Canton Bulldogs, the Chicago Bears, the Akron Pros, or the Philadelphia Athletics? Just go with the Bears. I'm going to say the Pros. It's not the Pros. It is the Athletics. You guys are... Hey, I lucked out on that one. You guys are there. All right, let's do one more. Um... Who was the first professional quarterback to pass for 5,000 yards in a season? Brady, Manning, Warren Moon, or Dan Marino? So, first pass for 5,000 in a season. 
Um, that is Warren Moon. Peyton Manning. I think it's Peyton Manning. No, it is not Peyton Manning. It's not. It's not Dan Marino. It's Warren Moon. Wow. Nice job. Well done. So Josh really turned <laughs> it around there at the end. When does that say that was? Uh, oh, come on. That's in the CFL. Give me a break. Okay. <laughs> All That's right. not right. Hey, 5,000 yards is still... It's Canadian. Their fields are bigger. <laughs> Give me that. Well, their yards are shorter. We'll end on so that. There's really like three. No, we'll, that's. We'll end on that controversy right there. That's awful. Now Adam's veins are really pumping. Now I thought, you thought that yeah. he was coming on a little too strong earlier in the podcast, but now it's like, what are they thinking? Do, Just dumb. Do, do Canadians even play football? They do, but that it doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs> All right. That will do it for today. We are excited for this next series, so we hope to see you for part one of Relationship Goals. Uh, and uh, we'll be back on the next Monday for another episode of Corinth in Your Car. Uh, from Josh and from Adam, have a great and And from Luke. <laughs>